Welcome to Eden Speaks. Our prayer for this podcast is that this can be a place of openness, grace, honesty, and connection with our sisters in Christ and any brothers out there who are tuning in. While this podcast is in connection to our women's ministry at Living Word in Oak Harbor, Washington, we welcome everyone that is looking for real Christ-centered conversations. Some of these conversations may be hard and emotional, stirring up parts of us that we would prefer to keep hidden and protected. Ephesians 5.13 says, But everything exposed by the light becomes visible, and everything that is illuminated becomes a light. Let us be that light to one another. Let's take a step outside of our comfort zone. Let's trust Jesus to show us how to give grace and hope to others, and also put us in a posture to receive it as we engage in a journey of growth. Let's speak the truth of God's word. Let's always speak love. and welcome to Eden Speaks, a place of hope, encouragement, and grace. I'm Amy. And I'm Shannon. And we are here this morning together, Amy and I, a little on the late side. We're so sorry about that. We, life happens <laughs> gonna, Yeah, life happens. But we worked it out. We are actually recapping our Eden gathering from last Friday. So if you're tuning in, listening to this podcast, make sure you go back and listen to Stacey Larson's message. Um, it was all on healing. Yes. And that's what we are recapping today. Yep. What'd you think? I was just wishing that I was there, like in the room, of course, like I always do. Yeah. That's so but... rough on you. You're like tuning <laughs> in via FaceTime. I know. I know. <laughs> and then like I about cried when Aloysia was like, everybody say hi, Amy Martella. And everybody said hi. And I was like, oh, I want to cry right now. Um, oh, I love that. It was just very sweet. Very so sweet. Uh, no, I thought her message was, was great. Uh, there were definitely pieces of it that really hit home for me um, in, in that healing piece of it, because I feel like I've been a, in a space of grief and healing for uh, a hot minute now. So, um, yeah. so I appreciated just some of the reminders that she gave, um, her perspective, um, and just, I, I always like when, um, there is scripture that is like weaved throughout to like, just like those biblical truths, those like, okay, here's, you know, I, I know she had talked about John 11 and then she talked about Matthew 10 and like, there was just like throughout, she had interwoven like the actual scripture and and I always just really appreciate that because for me that's a really um concrete and practical way that the word of God and how we live our lives are woven together for me yeah so I I really appreciate that so I thought that it was Mm -hmm. was wonderful and I love Stacy's personality she's so fun and yeah um, you know, like I just, she has a great sense of humor. So I, I knew that, that we would get to see the, that, that Stacy come through in her message, which, which it did. And I was, yeah, I it very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I like that too. She used the story of Lazarus and she out of John 11 and she connected, um, healing to kind of, well, ultimately she kind of broke down healing in general. Cause I think in our minds as Christians, we think, like, oh, healing, this is supernatural healing. This is something that happens um, physically. Um, like, you know, like an altar call happens, you come forward and you are a person who's, you know, ha- you know has to use crutches, let's say, or something. And, and then you're healed and you can walk away, but which God still absolutely is in the business of doing. And we see that um, she was pointing to, like, we see that with, with Lazarus, he was raised from the dead, but we also see that, um, God heals uh, spiritually and emotionally as well. And like calling us to this place of having eyes for that. She ultimately was like, look, I three, I see three p- p- places where God healed in this moment in that story of Lazarus where Jesus healed Mary, Jesus healed Martha and Jesus healed Lazarus. Yeah. Um, and that was just so powerful because I do think, I think that we don't always have eyes to see um, the healing that God is wanting to do we have agendas for him as always 
um, we were thinking like, it's gonna look like this, it's gonna feel like this, this is my expectation. And we have we hold on to that expectation so tightly that sometimes we miss mm -hmm. what's going around. So I agree with you, like weaving like a biblical story and obviously biblical truth um, behind a concept is really, really powerful. Yeah. Um, I was actually reminded of when she had, you know, was went into like this whole, like actually God's healing all around us all the time. I was reminded of at my, um, licensing interview so in order to become a pastor you have to go through like um kind of a year-long course where you are doing work in scripture you're doing work in sort of practical life and you're doing work in what we call polity which is like kind of the ins and outs or the basics behind um what makes like foursquare our denomination tick and understanding like how that works our governing agency and like all the different like ins and outs and components and the way that we kind of run um all the i don't know basics right so that takes about a year. And then at the end of that, we have to do a licensing interview and they, we sit before a panel and they bring people in. And it's funny, one of the um, female pastors who was on my panel, she asked me, what do you tell people when they have an expectation of, for God to do healing and he hasn't done it? And I said, and it's so funny because back then I was just like, I, did, I was so green and I was like, this is what I think. And I didn't even know where it came from, but Stacy reminded me of it, which was, I said, I think God heals every time. And she was like, really? And she was like, kind of like taken aback. And we got into this conversation how I just said, I just think that we don't recognize the healing that he is doing. And I loved having Stacy bring that up. Cause I was like, yes, I totally agree with that. Which yeah. she and I hadn't even had not even talked about. I had no idea she was going that way, but I was like, oh my gosh. And I believe that that's so true. And like had said, even declared it like on this licensing panel where this woman was like, kind of didn't really agree with me. And I was like, oh crap, is that going to make me not, <laughs> is that going to be one thing where she's like, eh, you got that wrong. You're yeah. out. But obviously I got licensed and here I am. But um, I do think that for the most part, it's not really the way we think. And I love that Stacy brought it up and was like, let's talk about this and let's look at what this means and how this, what this can mean for our lives today. Right. Right. No, I, and I 100% agree with you. I think that he is constantly healing, but we have a certain idea in our brain of what that healing is going to look like. And then when it doesn't look like that, then we're like, oh, well, he didn't heal in that. And I think a lot of times in hindsight, we can look back on it and be like, oh, okay. I can see now looking back on this and where I am now and being removed from like right in the middle of that season where there was healing happening there. It was just very different than what I anticipated it to be like. Um, but I think that sometimes it can be really hard for us as humans when we're in the middle of something and we are asking for healing and it, it doesn't play out the way that we expected it to, which you'd think that we would know by now because God never does things the way that we, I shouldn't say never, but most of the time, like he has something so much more grand in mind for us that we never would have thought of or didn't like, just don't have the ability to see the way that he does. His way is better. His way is best, but it can be really hard in that moment when it's not happening in the way that our brain is like, if this and this and this happens, then that means that healing is happening. And if it doesn't mm -hmm. happen like that, then we're like, what the heck? Mm -hmm. so yeah, yeah we can even go was... so far yeah sorry we can even go so far as to be like and if it doesn't happen then that means god is not for me right like he must not be for me he must not be you know all about me he must not care right um which is really rough because i don't that's not how he functions at all no not at all and i was really glad that she had brought up uh, at the very beginning of um her message about like some of the misconceptions that we have around healing. Like I, this healing didn't happen because my faith wasn't strong enough. And so therefore no healing happened or, um, I have unconfessed sin. So therefore God is not going to heal me in this because I have not confessed to the depth that I need to confess or, um, we're being taught a lesson. So I was, cause I think that those are very common and I think especially for not even just new believers, but I know that as when I was a, a new believer, like I could have very easily, if somebody would have said one of these things to me because of something that happened, I very easily would have believed it. You know, I would have fallen mm -hmm. into that false teaching just because yeah. of being, you know, 
uneducated and not like having that foundation yet of God's character. Mm-hmm. So I think that that was really important that, and I was really, really grateful that she brought that into the light and said, Hey, let's, let's talk about this too. That we sometimes will think mm-hmm. things like this, which mm-hmm. is not in alignment with God's character at all, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. at all. But I think that there's also this piece of us as, as, you know, broken people that we almost want to be able to justify why the healing didn't happen the way that we anticipated it to like that, that like concrete thing of like, Oh, it must be this, or it must be that because it didn't Mm -hmm. happen this way. Right. Instead of this larger, harder to grasp concept of God has something else for me or Mm -hmm. he is healing, but it just looks different. Like that's harder to like reconcile within yourself and to be able Mm -hmm. to like be comfortable with and sit with and just let that be than it is to be like, oh, it's this because A plus B equals C. Like we like to have that very concrete idea and being able to wrap our minds around that. So I was really, um, really glad that she had, had shared that part of it. Yeah. And that's, I totally agree with you. I think that we, we want that. We want, we want it to make sense. And the reality is, is that he doesn't, I mean, he's mysterious. He's mystical. Like he, he is bigger than we can even begin to fathom and imagine. And he does things in his time and he does them with intention. There's so many reasons behind, um, which I think is hard for us to kind of be patient and wait through, or even be willing to ex- uh, accept that, that, that that's a fact, right? Yeah. Um, Cause we do, we want to make sense. We want things to be anchored to the floor. Like there it is. It's a concrete thing. It is, you know, there is, there's structure to the thing. And that's just not, he just doesn't work like that. And that is hard for us. You're right. However, I do feel like it was awesome too, because she did give kind of some things behind how we can intentionally go after mm-hmm. healing, mm-hmm. which was great. I mean, she brought up prayer and fasting. Um, she brought up um, just being in community. Um, she brought up um, confession. I mean, you know, I think that that is that is a part of it. And I feel like, you know, within, within community, I mean, and when I say, when we say confession, kind of what we mean is, I mean, it could be really big ticket stuff like that you're kind of hanging on to, um, and don't want to share because it's so shameful or you're, you're just mortified that you ever did it or whatever. I believe that there is so much freedom and like allowing that stuff to go out into the world that it, um, the energy that is kind of taking up inside of us create that create letting it out creates that space and it kind of can dissipate and within community community can kind of even help kind of dissipate that um and then there is space it it allows for space for healing but it's even stuff like you know like resentment or anger or like just everyday kind of things that we need to be sort of confessing like even before we got on aim we were talking about how like i was in a foul mood and she was like well tell me like you know kind of asking me some questions and i was like as i was just kind of sharing with her and i'm like well i feel like i'm having some resentment at my the pace of my schedule right now being able to share that with Amy, which essentially is I'm confessing that I have resentment. <laughs> I mean, it really did. I felt lighter in like about two seconds, just because I just told her, you know, well, yeah. here's some stuff that's going on. Yeah. Um, we didn't get into the depths of it necessarily, yeah. but it, I'm like, it was just, it's this, it's this, it's this, it's this. I mean, there's something about that. And, and, you know, she and I together sitting here that creates just a space where life can now breed and breathe and, you know, come about. So, I mean, that's kind of what we mean when we say confession, it can be like this big, these big rock, big thing items that you're like, oh my gosh, I got to share this. I think about like 12 step programs. Like this is a part of 12 step programs all the time. Like you show up and you're around a table with a bunch of people who are just as messed up as you. (laughs) Right. And you kind of were like, here's what's happening. Or here's what I did this one time. It's just freeing, or it could be, like I said, just everyday stuff, like here's what's going on. That's why there's so much power in that. And so that happens in community. It doesn't necessarily happen. You know, it doesn't happen just on our own in this, you know, private room, although that space needs to be there too. Sure. Space of just kind of going before the Lord Mm -hmm. spending time with him and allowing him to kind of, because maybe we don't even know what we need healing from. Um, I, I think that there are things like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. 
Um, and we're almost like ignoring like what's in the back of the closet. Well, what's in the back of the closet there? There's something back there. Yeah. Um, maybe we're afraid to, you know, if it could be like, like about maybe something that happened with our parents when growing up, but we were like, oh, but my parents are great. I mean, you can still believe your parents are great and also be like, yeah, but they, this happened and it still kind of screwed me up and I need some healing from it. But um, being willing to kind of go and explore and allow him and he goes with us. We don't have to go by ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's beautiful. So there are steps toward it. In fact, at the end, which this part wasn't recorded. I don't even know if you heard this part, Aim. At the very, very end of Stacy's message after worship, I came up at close and I, and it had reminded me, her message had reminded me of um, where Jesus was at the pool of Bethesda. And there was a man there who had been there for like 30 some odd years. And he was waiting, he was a paralytic and he was waiting to get into this pool, this, you know, supernatural pool that stirs like randomly and only one person can get in and get healing from this pool but he couldn't even get himself down the stairs and it was this whole thing and so Jesus like steps over all these other people (laughs) he moves around and beyond he steps over all these other people and he goes right to this man he's like do you want to be well um and I don't I mean I don't know all exactly what he meant by that was the guy did he have was he full of excuses Yeah, he had some excuses for sure, but he also had some legit things. Like, what was he going to do? Careen himself down these stairs to get into this pool. Definitely someone would have gotten in front of him because again, only one person at a time. So there were some, yes, there were some excuses, but there also were some logistics. But ultimately, Jesus asking that question, do you actually want to be well? Because there are some, we are co-laborers in the midst of that. And even though he gives and offers healing, freely and he does it all the time whether we're paying attention or not there are some times when we are called into being co-laborers with him and taking steps toward like I think about you Amy you're a counselor maybe your step is you need to go see a counselor I do (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean you I meant someone who wants to see you but yes yes well yes (laughs) all of that but yes, we all need a therapist like I do yeah I do I do everybody alive yes it's good for us no I love that story I when you started talking about that um for for those of you that watched the chosen like that is one of my favorite scenes from that show there's a lot of them but that is one I've I've watched I've watched season one and two a number of times so I always really look forward to that scene because it's it is powerful and um yeah it's it's good. It's good. Mm -hmm. But I think you're absolutely right. We have to be co-laborers in that healing. Mm -hmm. Yes. When it comes like, like the, the power of that healing comes from the Lord. I really truly believe that. Um, but part of that is also the Holy spirit in us. Like it's, it's all intertwined together. And if we are sitting back being passive observers of our situation, he could be trying to do miraculous things for us and we're just watching it float by because we're not, we're not engaging in it, whether it's because we're afraid or we don't feel like we have the energy to, or a million different things. Like you're talking about excuses, like we can have a million of them, Mm -hmm. but we definitely do have to put ourselves in that space of submission and of trust and of having faith. And, you know, when, when he calls us into things that we're like, what, you know, like just having that trust that there is, there is a purpose behind it. Yeah. And there could be major healing that comes when we do that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And those steps don't have to be big. I mean, even Stacy was like, for one thing, you got to believe like maybe your step, maybe your answer to, you know, do you want to be well, the first step towards saying yes to that is believing that it's possible believing that he can deliver you, deliver us from, you know, the depths, the cries of our hearts, right? Like, and that could be from physical stuff, but I also, I mean, we have to be honest and realize that, you know, emotional stuff causes physical stuff, like the somatic responses to just stress and trauma and anxiety in our lives. Um, It's, if, it's got to find a way out somewhere. And often we'll do so through physical illness. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but there could also be, you know, just actual physical illness. Um, yeah. But belief or belief and hope in him and his power and his ability to do the thing and trusting his timing, um, mm. which is really hard, I think. That's really, really hard. Mm-hmm. Because that could be, I don't know, that could be forever. And then we don't understand why, why forever. And I mean, that kind of goes back to that, you know, when that pastor asked me, well, what do you tell people who haven't been healed? Um, I do think there is still a hard space that we also are called with one another to enter into in those spaces that are left unresponded to for whatever reason. And there is grief there. Yeah. but even in even in pressing into the grief and inviting people in the grief, there's healing there. It's just, I mean, that's what we mean by like it's 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 constant. It is happening all the time. It's just yeah. a matter of, you know, yeah. where and how and when and well, yeah, having that, the eyes to see. That pressing in is huge, you know, and in you know, and the grief and the healing that I've been going through, you know, just in our move and all of that, like the conversations that you and I have had have had such a huge impact on that because through those conversations, like it has opened me up in those ways to be able to say, this is how I'm feeling. And this is like what I'm struggling with. And just being able to share that and say that, like getting those words out and acknowledging that they're true instead of keeping it all close to the chest and like just Mm -hmm. powering through Mm -hmm. allowed for a different level of healing allowed for me to really invite the Lord into that. And when I, I mean, I, I, when you were talking about, like, sometimes we don't even know what we need healing from. I definitely found that myself in that space of being like, Lord, I don't even know what I need right now. I don't know what I need relief from. I don't know what I need to change. I don't know what I need. All I know is, is this hurts but I don't even know what I need. So I'm just going to ask you to, I'm just yeah. inviting you into it. That, Cause that literally was all I could do because mm-hmm. I didn't even know what I needed to be praying for because I wasn't sure yeah. what I needed. So sure. even in that, like asking for, for healing, but not even asking for something specific, just asking for him to be present in that because he's always there. But I think it changes things when we, when we are like, reciprocating in that because he's always coming after us always Mm -hmm. he's Mm -hmm. always seeking us Mm -hmm. but we're not always returning we're not always like pivoting towards him and Mm -hmm. I think that when we do that 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 changes our heart there's a shift that happens within us and it does open us up to healing in a different way Mm -hmm. we're able to do that and Mm -hmm. so much of that does come from all these different pieces the community and you know, all of that, like it's, it's vital in, in just the big picture of it. Does that mean that community is part of it all the time? No, just like you said, Shan, like sometimes it's that intimate one-on-one relationship with him. That is the space we need to be in right then and there. Right. But we also yeah. need that community to mm-hmm. walk alongside us with those things because he doesn't intend for us to do these things alone. Right. He doesn't like he yeah. didn't he didn't do his ministry alone. Like he, yes, he would, he would go off by himself to pray and, and all those types of things, but he had his 12 disciples with him all the time. They were a community together mm-hmm. and they grew and healed and did all sorts of stuff with one another. Mm-hmm. It yeah. tends for us to be that way, to be in that community, right. to, to lean on others in those times where we need that. That's right. That's right. Yeah. It's, it's so one of those kind of both places, because even for you to not like you had to also get quiet. You're like, I didn't even know what I needed healing from, but you kind of have to get quiet, right. To be like, okay, what's going on? Something is going on. And then from that space and, and so, so you had that space, but then even from that space, then like hashing it out, like you and I, well, what about this? Is it that, is it this? And I mean, I remember that conversation and being kind of like, kind of exploring and giving yourself so much grace and realizing like this actually makes sense of course I feel like this like this makes sense and but I think that's important so either a trusted other can help you kind of like sort that out or 
give yourself like be like okay what's what's happened recently that might make me be like feeling like I'm in this space yeah. like kind of tracking back yeah. um yeah I love that and I feel I mean I do think you're right I feel like that's one of the kind of tangible places and spaces where he has come and his healing power has moved throughout because um, you, I'm like thinking like tangibly you, I mean, obviously there are so many other areas in your life too, um, where I feel like, oh, the Lord has totally done a work there. He is, he is healed there. He has moved there. He has, you know, um, been so present there. I, it makes me think too, of like, I think of some of the times when I, um, have had my kind of most sort of miraculous healings. And I'm, again, this is like, do you want to be well? There are co-labor components. So I'm just thinking of like times when I, like even healing from um, just the loss of our daughters, we, so, I mean, most of you know that story, but I'm not going to go into the story, but we lost two daughters. And when we moved into this house that we're in now, this new house, I like t- on purpose, like went after healing. Obviously I'm not fully healed there. There's grief that's never gonna, that kind of comes up and comes and goes and there's places. But I also really remember being really intentional about like pursuing him and like giving him space. And like, it was weird. I mean, it was this long period of time. And I was in community too. I was in small groups and I was doing, you know, other things, uh, with, with people outside, but I also spent a lot of like just time before him. Like I can remember just like listening to worship music and cleaning the house and just being just like being prayerful and and going again and going again and going again with every single day when like a wound would fester or I would be you know, just become angry. Like, I need you to help me with this anger. I mean, just going after him, going after him, going after him and allowing him to meet me there. But there was work in that, right? Like there is still work in that. Mm -hmm. There is like an acknowledgement. There is like a space where we have to kind of enter into. And by the way, sometimes these spaces in this time frame, the time frame that, you know, like if you're like, make this decision, like I'm going after healing, I believe it's possible. um, It could take a really long time. It could take months and months and months. It could take years and years and years. It may, you know, it may not ever all feel 100% rectified, you know, ever. Um, and I think that that's important to, to kind of, you know, talk about too. Like there are action steps, which we did talk about. And then, and then the time frame just could look however. And, you know, I think you're showing that there are action steps on your side, Amy, that you had to take. It's making me think of times I've had to take action steps toward healing um it, it it it's a thing it's a it's a thing where we have to say yes and be meeting him in it too yeah but you know he also I think he heals even when we don't even you know heal stuff that we don't even know we need healing oh, in, and and sure. we didn't even yeah I mean he's just so all over the I mean he's everywhere he's yeah. in it all so there's that too but yeah I'm just sure. and I think that's that. why sometimes we don't recognize it that the healing is happening because we have not been able to see that we even needed healing in that space and so there's stuff going on and there's healing that's happening but we're like not even necessarily aware of it because we had not gotten to that space yet to be able to do that Mm -hmm. and and I think that there are times when you know he I think that Jesus is always in the business of healing like he doesn't take a break from that he doesn't be like ah not today like I'm not, I'm not feeling that vibe today. So I'm not going to be doing any healing today. Like that's not how he works. He is always in the business of healing. But I think that he also is so gracious to us and he is able to, he knows that there are times when we are not in a space to be able to engage in that or to be open to it, or just, we can't crack that open for whatever reason it is that we're just like, I can't yet. And he is going to honor us in that. He's going to be right there in the middle of it. He is going to be in it with us. Mm -hmm. And I think that part of that, like he's healing within that because he's healing a part of us to get us to the place where then we are ready for the healing, right? Like there's healing that's happening without us even knowing it without when we are in that space of like, I can't right now, there's still healing going on in that to get us to that place where we can say, Lord, I need you. And then really open it up and invite him in. Like he is always 
in that with us. So even if you are in a space where you're like, I just don't have it in me. I don't have the energy. I, whatever it is like to allow myself to do this right now, just know that he's already in that he's already working because all those steps to get you to a place where you can, he's been working on that. Yeah. And we can't overlook those things. Those are those spaces. Mm -hmm. I think where it feels like no healing is happening, but it is. Mm -hmm. It is right. That's so true. That's so true. I mean, there's, yeah, there's healing before the healing. Yeah, Yeah. that's absolutely true. And then I think also about like Paul, you think about Paul and he did not receive healing the way that he, he, you know, God was clearly, Paul was in agreement that God was clearly like, nope, I'm actually not going to heal you of that, that particular thing, whatever it was, his thorn, you know, we hear about Mm -hmm. this, like Paul's thorn and we bring it up all the time. Cause it's like, Oh, is that my thorn? Like I always am wondering, is that my thorn? Is that my thorn? Is that my Mm -hmm. thorn? Like which one is mine? Right. Right. um, but he's so intentional even about that. So there are times when he will like leave things and l- allow them to remain. I believe that that's so that I, for me, if whatever the thorns are, I mean, if there's just one or if there are a couple, I mean, there are some that I keep kind of coming back to, which drives me to him. And I'm like, if I didn't have this thing, would I run to the father and cling to him with my need? I mean, I think that that's what Paul is alluding to there too. It's like, he's basically saying like, ultimately, like, this is actually reminding me that I can't do any of what I'm doing without him. Mm-hmm. So he's intentional with that too, as much, you know, much to our dismay. And maybe we, maybe that makes us angry. Um, and, and that's okay. If it makes you angry, if there's, if you're like, well, why would he leave this particular thing? I don't know. And I, and we can't, you know, we can't assume what it, what it is, but we do need to re- look at the reality of it. It's possible that, um, that there are things that he will kind of allow Um, to remain in our lives because it actually keeps us reliant on him Mm -hmm. because he knows that that is what is good for us but again if it makes you mad and you're like if this is what this is and that makes me really mad that's okay I mean talk about it yeah share that with a small group share that with your friends share that with a pastor I mean I don't know who you share with right about it get it out yeah he can he can handle all of that he already knows you're mad about it yeah totally but but let's talk about it yeah Like, I think that that's part of that intimate relationship being able to say like, Lord, this makes me really angry. Like it makes me mad at you that this is still a thing, a thing that I don't want. And it's still present. Like this is really upsetting to me. Like he knows that, but it also is a, a symbol that there's a relationship there when you can say those things to him Mm -hmm. and to trust Mm -hmm. that even when you say that. Mm-hmm. That doesn't change anything about how he feels about you. He's just like, he's just going to keep loving you mm-hmm. regardless. Like you could be mm-hmm. so angry and, but it, it doesn't change how he feels about us. He doesn't, doesn't change how he loves us. Doesn't change anything because mm-hmm. he is the ultimate definition of unconditional love. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stacy used her son as an example there. Her son is autistic. Oh, that was so beautiful. It's such a great, I was like, that is perfect. And how her expectation was, God, are you going to heal this kiddo? But then as he has grown, she's like, actually, God is working through this kiddo. Why would he, you know, God thinks he's perfect, (laughs) right? And he, and, and by Billy's life, um, people are healed um, by just being you know, around Billy and how much, yeah. Anyway, so she had used that. That's a perfect example. I mean, you know, I'm glad I thought of that because that was, it's a perfect example that she used there to be like, actually, sometimes it's like this. That like, it like brought, it brought like tears to my eyes when she was saying that just because one, it's so true. And like, just such a beautiful example of that, but also Mm -hmm. like, having interacted with Billy, Drew, you know, is friends with him, Gage is friends with him, you know, like, mm-hmm. and just like, he's just a, just a sweet kid. And like everything that she said about him, like, not only was it like, yep, I see every single bit of that, but also I think just like the love that just was oozing from her and talking mm-hmm. about him. I was like, oh, I feel that deep in my soul, you know, Mm -hmm. just because I know what that, I know what it feels like to, to love your boy like that, you know, and to just everything about them, like the good, the bad, like 
nobody's perfect, but just loving them so immensely like that. Like I was just like, oh yes. What I was just, yeah. I love that piece yeah. for sure. It was a perfect example. It yeah. really was. It was yeah. perfect in this exam, like in like just her entire message of, of what that looks like. So that was really awesome. And I was really, um, I appreciated her sharing that and including that part of it and yeah. just giving that very real world example of what that looks like. And that's a big, a big thing, you know, like that's yeah. So it's a really big one. Yeah, it is. And of course we would know that every parent would, you know, want that pray would be praying for that anything any kind of ailment that yeah. you're I mean I don't know please forgive me if I'm not saying autism is an ailment I'm saying any kind of thing that our kids yeah. would have to navigate that would make their lives hard like duh we're always going to be like oh, I don't I don't really want them to have that so I'm gonna pray that they won't have that Absolutely. But I mean, I think about like, then I go back and I think about him. He see God, he, see, we are his kids <laughs> and like how he, you know, how he views us like in this place of like any kind of ailment, I don't want my kids to have to navigate or any kind of thing that they have to carry that is hard. That's going to make their lives hard. I don't really want, but he also knows that sometimes those things actually have a really he because he's so intentional he's like oh actually I can work through that oh actually I can work with that actually this is what I'm gonna do in that instead of this I mean he sees all I don't know of course he does not think like that that's me thinking like a human right like he is not <laughs> human he is he is not thinking that way but I'm just putting my you know pea brain human brain into right. what it right. might look like but he's thinking the same thing like ultimately he's like I actually don't want you to have to navigate and deal with that. Um, and actually Stacy said something about that. Uh, what was that? Oh, he, abs God absolutely does want to heal you. I love how she said that, how she pointed out, like he wants to heal you. He wants to, um, she brought that up. Um, I'm trying to look in my notes if I can find where it was at, but um, I loved that. Like that whole idea of like knowing and understanding that deep to our core and deep of who, how he sees us. He actually does want that. Um, for yeah. us. And he's, had, he is saying yes. That, I had written that down also. Um, and she had asked about, um, you know, like what, what are we having faith in? And, you know, it's faith in his character and having faith in that character, you know, like it, that I wrote that exact question down. Does he want to heal me? Yes. Yeah. Yes, he does. Yeah. And, and I wrote down, God wants us to be well because that's one of the things that she said and that this healing and is not conditional or based on us or, or our deeds or anything like that. Um, so I had, I had that part had stuck out to me too. And I had, mm -hmm. I had written that down and about just like that, that faith and like healing and faith is tied together. Um, and she had referenced Hebrews 11, 1, which is now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see, which I think just really like encapsulates what we've been talking about here is having faith that even when we're not seeing the healing, it's still happening. Yes. And that that is, is an important thing to remember. And another thing that she said that like my mind was just like, like I've literally never thought of it this way before when she said that it is, there are times and a lot of times that demons believe more strongly than we do. Mm -hmm. And I was like, right. Like, that's so true because like when there is evil that is present, like the threat of God being present, they're like, ah, oh, crap. And they want to like hightail it, right? Like they know so fully and they believe so fully of his goodness and his power that those demons mm -hmm. want to like get out because they're like mm -hmm. oh we're toast if we mm -hmm. stay right yeah like, that's right they're believing more strongly than we are sometimes yeah I was like, oh, and can identify him yeah and can identify him better and easier than us because i think we're just so distracted and we're like moving and going and again we're not like watching for it we don't have this expectation that's like you know, oh, I have, I know he is moving. I know he is working. And so they're, but they're spotting him like all over the place. Seriously, <laughs> like, right. that, yeah, it's crazy. That blew my mind. I was like, 
I have never, like I have obviously read plenty like um, This Present Darkness, reading that book. Like that is mm-hmm. all over in that book mm-hmm. about how these, these demons are like, oh, like, oh my gosh, you know. So, but I had never thought of it like in that particular context of mm-hmm. evil believing more strongly than we mm-hmm. even do sometimes mm-hmm. and recognizing his power to do good things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think about Jesus's ministry all, you know, all over the place. He was wandering around, you know, he was engaging and interacting with people who had no idea he was the Messiah and would did not have eyes for that at all. And were you know, pretty much swinging the opposite way. But when he would enter into a space where there was an evil spirit, where there has been somebody who had been taken over by evil, evil spirit, the evil spirit would address him. Son of man, you know, leave, leave me alone. Let me go into something else before you do whatever, you know, let, put me in, put us in those pigs over there because I don't really know what you're going to do. And I'm a little afraid, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> and then of course the pigs, you know, drown, but um, yeah, the identifiers. Um, yeah, you're right. I, I hope this is it's so funny. Cause I feel like as we're talking, I'm like, I don't know if it's confusing. I, it is confusing. I mean, like, so in the beginning of kind of where it's, we're unpacking this, where, you know, we're talking about oh, we have to be co-laborers and we have to be this and we have to blah, blah, blah. And then we're saying like, there's nothing you can, there's nothing you have to do. It, it's so, if you're listening and you're like, what is it guys? It's confusing. And honestly, it, it is so much of both. It is so much of both. And sometimes, you know, there are steps that we have to take and there are things that we have to do. We have to be intentional about seeing him and having, you know, we even talked about expectations and having an expectation that he is going to and will. That expectation we're kind of alluding to there is the belief, the faith. Then there's like the other kind of expectation where like, I expect you to do this and I expect it to look like this. And if it doesn't, I don't, then you're no good to me. You, you don't love me. You know, there's two different things there. And then, you know, being co-laborers and having, doing something, being active, active participants um, in our healing journey versus, you know, oh, we don't have to do anything. He heals all the time. Those are both true too. He does heal all the time. He is active and moving. He, he, he heals whether we um, are co-laborers or we aren't co-laborers. There's stuff happening inside of us. The spirit inside of us is moving and working, especially when we um, give him consent to do so. When we're like, have your will, have your will, have your way with me mm-hmm. um, and allowing the Holy Spirit to do that stuff. There's nothing we have to, we, we're just, but ultimately even that, there is something we're doing there, right? We're saying yes to him doing something. And so, and there are times when we have to get quiet and we have to go before the Lord and we have to be, you know, pray for, um, prayer and fasting and asking for the healing. It, it is so much of both you guys. I, I don't want anybody to be like, well, I don't understand it. Cause it's either, is it this or it's that? But if you look at scripture, even scripture is that way. It, it is both a lot. It, there's a lot of, you know, contradictory. It's contradictory all the time. Yeah. Even scripture is contradictory and it's contradictory because it, it is both. And it is mysterious and it is spiritual and it's something we don't, it's, there isn't this A plus B equals C formula that like churns it out. There are things in scripture that are absolutely concrete. They are not, they, you know, they are not contradictory at all, but there are times when, because it's so mysterious on how God works and what he does and how he works, how the spirit moves and works inside of us, it is, it can feel confusing. So I just was listening to us and I was like, now we're saying the opposite of what we were saying. And that's just how it is sometimes. Yeah. That's what faith is. I mean, that's what this journey is about. Yeah. And I think that that action piece so much does come down to the act of faith and having that active belief in what God is able to do, that active trust in him, that active submission. Like those don't feel like action words. But we have to be willingly engaged and we have to, um, like there is emotional effort and, and movement that has to happen in order for us to be trusting and for us to be submissive and for us to really be actively faithful in that. I think that when we start thinking about like the doing, like we don't need to do anything, we, I think, uh, we think more of like, physical actions, like checking the box and like, I am serving at church and I am feeding the homeless. And I am like, you know, like all these things of like 
Yeah. Look at the things I'm doing to show that I am a Christian, to show the world that I am actively trying to be a very good person, or I am actively being the hands and feet of God. Like that's not what we're talking about when we talk about like, yes, we're called to do those things when it is coming from the right space, when our heart has been moved to do those things. Right. Yeah. And so like when we are talking about like we don't have to actively do those things to receive healing, but we do need to be in his presence. I think, I think we need to have him be part of our life and that can look different at different seasons. Sometimes we are like so up in it and we are just like on fire and like everything in our being wants is, is Jesus. Right. And then there are other times that maybe we don't feel that way, but he's still there. He's still with us. So I think that we have to That's also good. understand yeah. that doing and like, mm-hmm. we don't have to be physically like actively checking all these boxes for healing to be happening. Right. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's not cut and dry. It isn't, yeah. you know, it's not like, okay, this is exactly how it looks for everybody because I think that's the beauty of it is every situation is different. Every person is different. Every interaction that we have with him is different. And that is intentional. That is intentional because if it was a, a cookie cutter response, every time we had something going on, that would not draw us to him because we'd be like, oh, I know what needs to happen here. I'll just take care of it myself, right? Like. He has a very specific thing in mind for every situation, for every single person. And we need to be actively believing that that is true and actively trusting him in that. Mm-hmm. That's right. That was a great clarifier, Aim. Really good. Yeah, tasks. I mean, it's not like there are tasks you have to like check mm-hmm. all these boxes in order to get That's a good word from tasks. Him. I like yeah. that. I like he, that word. Yeah, he already he already favors you. Yes. You know, Absolutely. he already, you don't have to drum that up. Absolutely. It's yeah. good. For sure. Yeah. Hopefully that that is, hopefully that's clear. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's, it's a, it's yeah. It can get muddy. It can get, it's not black yeah. and white. It, you know, there's no. so many shades <laughs> of gray in it. And, um, I think that that's part of us engaging in that, that faith and in our, our walk is learning that mm-hmm. sometimes the answer isn't super clear mm-hmm. and that's okay. Mm-hmm. Just keep trusting, just keep having faith that's right. because his, yeah. the one thing that never changes, there can be all these different variables. There can be all these different answers. There can be so many different things that happen, but the one thing that never, ever, ever changes is his character ever. That is the most firm foundation that we can stand on is his character. And that is never going to change. So regardless of what is happening around us, our emotions, whether we feel like he's healing or not, his character never changes and how he loves us never wavers. Mm-hmm. And that's important to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, it's a powerful thing. It's an amazing thing. Um, it's a mysterious thing, healing. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know about y'all, but I'm fully open to it. And I'm like, let it, hey, let the healing begin yep, or continue or whatever. Hashtag, hashtag, let the healing begin. Hashtag. (laughs) I just get this image of just like, just like, you know, waves just coming in and washing over and going back out and coming in and washing over and going back out. And I just am like, yeah, you know, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. I'm like, yep, let's do it all. Let's have it all happen. So I mean, obviously, you guys, that's our prayer for you as well. And we just hope that this message um, is hopeful for you and encouraging and, you know, reminds us all that he's fully in the business of healing. He is, mm-hmm. you know, active um, and present and doing it. He's doing it all. Amen. Um, and I think ultimately, like to have for us to have eyes for that to see it and to not be afraid to have like expectation of like, I fully believe and have and expect that he is moving in this place in my life. And I'm going to watch for what that looks like. 
Yeah. And I'm going to call healing what it is. Look at that healing. Look at that healing. Look at that healing. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. Yeah. Love it. So, yeah. Love it. Love it. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we have an announcement? Uh, yeah, we have some announcements. Uh, so we will not be having an Eden gathering in April because Easter. There's a lot mm-hmm. going on Easter mm-hmm. month. So we generally don't have um, a gathering that month. Uh, we will also be doing reruns of Eden Speaks for two, possibly three weeks. So you guys may get an extra episode in there in April. So just be watching for that. Um, and then we will be back at it in May for another gather- gathering on the 20th. Um, mm-hmm. So be watching for that. Um, and then there will be a kind of like summer kickoff barbecue type thing like we usually do. On June 17th, there'll be more details to come on that as we get a little bit closer to that and what that is going to look like before there's the summer break if we're coming back for Eden weekend. Or so weird to be coming I know. summer break. I know, it's crazy. But it is coming. It I is mean, spring coming. just started, so, you know, we yep. don't want <laughs> to jump too far ahead, but it's true. Yep, I mean, it is. It's it's coming, so don't show up to the church at 6.30 on a Friday night in April because there ain't going to be nobody there. So, that's right. uh, but definitely be back in May. That's right. Yeah. That's all we got. You want to pray us out, Shan? Yes, I will. Let's do it. Oh, Heavenly Father, we just praise you for the healing work that you do do. Um, The healing work that you're always doing. It's just, it's awesome. Um, You're present in our lives and you're just the way that you move and work every single day with every single breath we take is just so powerful and just it's just I'm awestruck by it um uh, I pray God that you would open us all up to healing that you would open our hearts and minds to believe that this is a thing to um even just have eyes to watch for it happening um, ears to hear for it happening in those around us and point that out in their and others lives as well um it's just powerful and mighty and awesome. And I know for me, and I just pray for all of us, I don't want to miss a beat of it. Um, I don't want to be so anchored to my concrete thinking or my formulaic thinking that I miss anything you're doing, um, especially in this area. So help us all to see it. Help us all to trust you with it. I pray, Lord, that you would stir in us um, over these next couple of weeks, just areas where you call us to ask for it specifically, help us to see uh, where we need it and where we want to invite you in and begin ask you to begin doing the work. We trust your timing, we trust your hands, we trust um, you know your intention behind it. But you know we do want to be co-labors in it as well. And we want to we want to be able to with you. And with the community that you communities that you put us in, um, go after some of this healing um, and have a yes and a, an agreeable spirit, a spirit that um, is consenting to you to do the work. So help us to be brave in that. Help us to um, encourage each other in that. Mm-hmm. We love you. We praise you for all of it. In your holy and precious name, we pray, Jesus. Amen. Amen. <laughs>